0: This is Animal's Voice Podcast, presented by the Ontario SPCA, with 50 communities working together for animal welfare. We've got another great show for you on the way, so put your paws up, sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Welcome to Animal's Voice Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Kevin McKenzie, and talking this week with Lisa Newman. Lisa is a dog guide owner, and she's here to talk to us this week about dog guides. How are you, Lisa? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for joining us. I understand you found us based on our appeals out there saying, hey, uh, let us know if you have uh, show topic ideas. Is that the case?
1: That's exactly how I found you. Cool. And you
0: yourself have a dog guide?
1: I do. She is a seizure response dog.
0: Oh, that's neat. All right. So it obviously plays a really important uh, role in your life, right?
1: Uh, she plays a significant role in my life, oh. especially now.
0: Okay, great. So let's kick things off and ask first of all, for people that might not know that term, what is a dog guide?
1: A dog guide is basically a dog, well, it's a service dog, a dog who works, is a working dog, works for you specifically for your. De- Your specific needs is trained. They're trained specifically for your needs.
0: Okay. And so dog guides offer individuals with, is it uh, special needs, uh, disabilities? What do they do exactly?
1: Well, they train six different dogs for six different, basically medical conditions and disabilities. Okay. So uh, we're looking at uh, catering vision uh, for people with uh, loss of sight or no sight at all. Uh, autism Alert is what the dog is, or I'm sorry, it's Autism Assistance. That's okay. The, uh, we have Diabetic Alert, which is the newest one that came out in 2013, and Seizure Response Dogs, a hearing ear dog for people that are hearing impaired. Okay. And uh, we also have Special Skills, which uh, they've re- recently changed the name to Service Dog
0: Oh, okay, excellent. And I mean, um, how long have you had a, a dog guide for?
1: Um, I just recently got her in December, um, so we're a fairly new, fairly new team. Nice. Um, which it she has uh, come a long way uh, in regards to. You have to form a bond with your dog, uh, and then she has to be able to pick up on what your needs are and uh alert to what you need specifically and how so is oh, so you continue to you no it's okay you're continuously training with her like not only are you working with her basic obedience on every day but you're outside you're you're in the home and you're continuously working with her training okay. uh, uh, to help you And then she does get off time. She does get to be a regular dog.
0: Okay, perfect. Now tell me about how having a seizure response dog has actually changed your life, Lisa.
1: I would say having Pepsi in my life, that's her name, um, she's she's changed it in regards to basically uh, feeling more safe and secure when I'm home alone. Okay. Uh. based on the fact that my seizures are are nocturnal.
0: Oh, okay.
1: So it's when I'm going for what I have them while I'm sleeping, but I also have them as I wake up in the morning, but it's not an everyday occurrence. Um, So when she picks up on them, then that's when she will alert. And uh, when she's alerting at that point, she's barking and letting, letting someone know. And if no one's home, well, obviously, um, Uh, she's just going to bark until I come out of the seizure and then uh, she's there to comfort me afterwards.
0: Nice. So I guess you just touched a little bit on what your, um, your dog is trained to do in the event of a seizure. Um, Mm -hmm. so how, how do they train them for that? How, how do you, how do you bring a dog along to be uh, aware of those signs and symptoms and to react?
1: Um, well, that's kind of t- it's kind of tough. Um, the whole process starts out with basically uh, filling out your application to uh, Dog Guides of Canada, and uh, then once you fill it out, uh, you have an in-home assessment. And when you have your in-home assessment, they will discuss with you what your seizures are like, and you basically at that point. If you don't have a seizure, you have to kind of pretend that you're having one.
0: Oh, wow. Okay.
1: And then what they'll do with you is they they see what your needs are at home. So if you have a lifeline um, system in your home, they'll make sure that the dog is is equipped to know how to activate a lifeline. Um, And so they go back to the school and they work with the dog and they kind of, Act out your seizures with that dog specifically um, and say, um, you know, then they bring you to the school uh, when there's a time available. Uh, and that's all paid for. I spent three weeks at the school training with my dog.
0: Do dog guides need special care?
1: Her special care would be um, that we're continuously working together. Bonding, her grooming, and then you know the fact that I need to ma- maintain her uh, her level of exercise and weight and and her um, just general um, care. And so I wouldn't say that it's special care, but it's it's a continuous a continuous thing. We're, we're always working together.
0: Okay, so Lisa, who are the Lions Foundation of Canada?
1: Uh, The Lions Foundation of Canada is an organization, which I found online, uh, that helps uh, people with medical conditions and disabilities, and they supply uh, dogs at no cost to Canadians.
0: Okay. So are they a non-profit organization?
1: They're a non-profit organization. Excellent. They are not government-funded at all. Wow. Each dog is worth... $25,000. $25,000.
0: Wow. Is that how much it costs to, to train one of these uh, dogs?
1: That's that's how much it costs to raise and train uh, the dogs.
0: Wow. That's that's a big investment. Okay. So I guess they depend on, on the generosity of donors and, and people to step up and help fund them then.
1: Well, you'll be looking at uh, the base general community, any sponsors that may be aware of the organization, uh and of course their major, major um way of generating revenue is through the uh prina walk uh which would be coming up uh in may
0: excellent and if someone is looking to get a guide a guide dog uh what would you recommend they do as that first step
1: um i think well the way i found them was as on online so i would definitely say go to um dog guides of Canada. And, uh, it, it comes, it comes up, uh, lions foundation dog guides of Canada. Okay. They have a homepage and it completely, uh, walks you through. Um, it is a long process. Uh, the application for yourself is, is 15 pages. Um, and then you have to have, there's a, an application for your doctor and one for a specialist. So hopefully you have family doctor.
0: Yeah. Now I understand you're doing some work to help generate funds to raise and train more service dogs. Can you can you tell me a little bit about that?
1: Um, actually, I am organizing the walk, uh, so the Purina Walk, uh, in my actual town uh, this year. So where do you where do you live? Is, I live in Blenheim, Ontario. Nice. Okay. So that's Chatham Kent area.
0: Yeah, we have a great shelter there. Familiar with it. Uh, and where can our listeners go to make a donation to the Lions Foundation or to find out uh, how how they can get more involved
1: well at this point in time everyone everybody is involved with the Prina walk so you're more the like there's a direct link if you type in Prino walk for dog guides dot com okay that would come up to a link and you can pledge uh Anywhere in Canada, it's all over Canada. There's over two two hundred walks that will be taking place uh, over well over May. So it, our National Day is May twenty fifth. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do know that some of the walks are being held like the following weekend. Um, it depends on the area, but if you know of a walker like myself uh i or someone who's managing or of an area that is having a walk and you would like to participate you can go right online uh, to the pre-day walk and uh sign up register that way or pledge somebody
0: so you're on there doing fundraising yourself then you've got your like your I, own, you've got I your spent, own fundraising page on there lisa
1: i have a link uh and I, I have a um a page set up on off of my facebook that i'm managing for the Blenheim. For, Prina Walk for Dog Guides specifically. Uh, And I've set up a small committee using the two Lions Clubs, the one in Blenheim, the one in Chatham. I pulled them together because Chatham itself also has a seizure response dog. Mm -hmm. And uh, so because of having the two dogs so close, so I, I pulled the two Lions Clubs together and we formed a small committee so that I didn't have to organize everything all by myself. (laughs)
0: That <laughs> always very smart. Well, listen, good luck with the walk. Good luck with your uh, your fundraising. And thank you so much for giving us a little peek into the life of someone who has uh, got one of these great and important dogs uh, helping them out. Uh, Lisa Newman, dog guide owner, joining us this week on Animal's Voice Podcast. Thanks, Lisa.
1: You're welcome. Thank you very much Follow me.
0: And thank you to the listeners for always supporting us and providing great show ideas and sharing our broadcasts on social media. We appreciate it. You can find me on Twitter at KevTheGrad, or you can email me at kmackenzie at ospca.on.ca. Until next time, we'll catch you later. Thank you for joining us for another edition of Animals Voice Podcast. Don't forget to check us out on Facebook, Twitter, and at our website, ontariospca.ca. Animal's Voice podcast is a production of the Ontario SPCA. The Society would like to thank all of our supporters. Together, we are the Animal's Voice.